Welcome to the New Life Christian Church radio broadcast with your host, Bishop Harold Dawson, Jr. Grace and peace to everyone. This is R.J. Johnson. Welcome to the NLCC radio broadcast conducted by New Life Christian Church, 2018 West Kellogg Avenue, and that's in West Peoria, Illinois, where our service times are Sundays at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m., and Wednesday night Bible study is at 6.30 p.m. Now, if you want more information on New Life Christian Church, that's where Bishop Harold and Lady Lori Dawson Jr. are. Give them a call now at 309-676-5433. Log online to nlccpeoria.org. I'll have more information for you right there. Let's go inside the sanctuary now where we'll hear the conclusion of the true essence of partnership. Here's Bishop Dawson Jr. Somebody say amen. But if Genesis 2 and 2 is not talking about God resting like you and I would think about rest, what then is he talking about? I'm glad you asked because in Hebrew, in this context, the word rest, it literally means not to take a nap. It means to celebrate. Okay, so that would mean that after six days of creating, God didn't get a chair, a cool drink, sit down and take a nap. But rather and instead, after six days of creating, what God did was he celebrated. Okay, okay, uh, you ain't feeling me yet. So, 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 so God wasn't somewhere after six days sitting down. Uh, he, he, he was rather, and instead, on the seventh day, celebrating. Uh, can I put a quarter in the meter and park there for a minute? Oh, my God, because that's why when you and I come in here on Sunday morning, it's supposed to be a celebration. Okay, you ain't feeling me yet? Why is that, Bishop? Because I do what I see my father do. Uh, if he worked on the six, on, for six days in the week, and on the seventh day he celebrated, then I guess that's what I'm supposed to do. That on the seventh day I'm supposed to celebrate. Oh, my God. What God did is he looked back over the last six days, and he said that was very good. Oh, my God. And on the seventh day he celebrated. My God. And so here it is that when we come in here, we ought to always come in here ready to celebrate oh my god but bishop what are we celebrating what are we celebrating you celebrating the last six days oh my god but bishop you don't know what i went through the last six days no i don't but what i do know is that for all the hell you caught in the last six days it didn't take you out so when you come in here you celebrate because the six days didn't take you out you got a celebration if god blessed you for the last six days you come in here and celebrate because he blessed you the last six days if the last six days was hell and you still standing you come in here and celebrate because you still standing you come in here and celebrate because the devil didn't win is there anybody in here who said I came to celebrate by the time you make it here, cool and the gang shouldn't have nothing on you. You ought to know how to celebrate by the time you step foot in the parking lot. I'm here to celebrate. Okay, okay, so, so they're watching. And when I come, come to this place, I expect to celebrate. I'm, I come here looking for a celebration. 
I might have been depressed all night long, but by the time I get here, we've been endured for the night. But joy is in the morning because I came here to celebrate. Because I do what I see my father do. Somebody say amen. Oh my God. So that on the seventh day, that God celebrated. But after he celebrated everything that he had created, watch it. Then came the assignment. Watch where I'm going with this. Came the assignment. Genesis 1:26. He says, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion. You're missing your second shout of the day. Uh, he says, let them have dominion. Just let them have it. They hadn't earned it. They hadn't qualified for it. They ain't did nothing for it, but watch it. Let them have it. Church folk don't know when to shout. In essence, he says, watch this, let them rule. It's, it's the same word, Brother Charles, as that God uses for the sun ruling the day and the moon ruling the night. So that the sun rules the day so much and so to where everybody get up when their sun comes up because they know a new day is starting. Because the sun rules the day. Oh my God, you're you missing it. You're missing it. And, and, and the moon so rules the night that when the moon comes out, it lets you know it's time to wind down. It's time to reboot. It's time to get ready for the next day. Why? Because the moon rules the night. In the same way the sun rules the day and the moon rules the night, he says, let them rule the earth. Let, 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 let them have dominion. Let, let them rule. Okay, uh, because it's not a private interpretation. it got to be somewhere else in Scripture. So Psalm 115, down around verse 16, says this, that the heavens are the Lord's. Uh, watch it. But the earth he has given to the children of men. Uh, so, so, so that the heavens uh, are the Lord's. And the earth, watch me here, he says, he's given to the children of men. It is as if God says, the sun, the moon, the stars, the galaxies, I'll handle all of that. That's why with the, with the eclipse, uh, NASA couldn't make it happen. NASA couldn't stop it. NASA couldn't enhance it. NASA couldn't control it. Because God said, the heavens, I got that. Uh -huh. it, 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 it's, it's the earth that I've given to the children of men. Somebody say amen. Now watch where I'm going with this because when it says that the earth he gave to the children of men, it means that he gave it in the sense of an assignment. Somebody say amen. Uh, he gave the earth to, to the children of men in the sense of an assignment. Now watch me here now. Watch me here because he didn't give away ownership. But, but rather than instead, he assigned responsibility of the earth to mankind. Uh, Okay, okay. He didn't give away ownership. He just assigned responsibility for the earth to mankind. Let me put it where you can reach it. Uh, when, 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 when we were young, uh, there were times my mother, my father, they would go and leave the house. Uh, and what they would do is they would tell my oldest sister, Cherie, they'd say, uh, Sherry, listen, what you, 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 you in charge. Uh, they'd tell her, Sherry, Sherry, you in charge. Uh, your, 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 your siblings, uh, you make sure uh, that they don't do nothing they ain't supposed to do. Watch it. Uh, and they give her explicit instructions uh, concerning the house. Watch it. And everything in it. Uh, watch it. They say, listen, don't let nobody in this house. 
Don't y'all leave this house. Are you still here? Why? Because this is where there's safety. This is where I know that you're covered. This is where I've, I've ordained and sanctioned for you to be. So tell Sherry, listen, don't none of y'all leave this house and don't let nobody in this house. Watch it. And gave her explicit instructions. Now, when they left, what they did is they did not give ownership to Sherry. The mortgage was still in their name. Are you still here? But what Sherry had was responsibility for the house. Uh, she had to make sure that nothing happened in the house that was outside the parameters of what they allowed. So she had responsibility for the house, but she did not have ownership of the house. Preach, boy, I already am. So that what my parents did is that they formed a partnership with Sherry. They formed a partnership with her so that in their absence, they could make sure that she ran the house just as if they were there. Oh, my God. And can I tell you that God does something similar with us here in the earth, that God forms partnerships with you and I in order to make sure that the earth runs just as if he was physically present in the earth doing it himself so that he, as the owner, he has a part, but he shares the responsibility with you and I. Are you still here? Uh, what God does is he maintains ownership of the earth. How you know that, Bishop? Because the psalmist said it like this, Psalm 24 and 1. He said that the earth is the Lord's. Don't get it twisted. Uh, no, just because you see stuff on the news that make it seem like God ain't in control, like, like God ain't taking care of his owner, what, what he owns. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. The earth is still his. Oh my God, don't, don't, don't think just because it looks like the enemy is running Rashad through the earth doing whatever he want to do that God has lost control. No, the earth is still the Lord's. Are you still here? So what, what God does is he partners with humanity. Watch me here. He partners with humanity and gives humanity responsibility in the earth. But he maintains ownership of the earth. It's, it's a strategy that's so daring. It's a strategy that's so bold that only God would do it. It's a strategy that only God would employ. Imagine, if you will, uh, that you, uh, that Joe... Yo, the lottery ticket you bought last week was the winning lottery ticket. And three quarters of a billion dollars were yours. Imagine your dream house now. Imagine your dream car or cars now. Imagine when you go and have that dream house built. Uh, with 10, 15 bedrooms and nine bathrooms and rec room and, and a spa and all, all of the amenities that you want in the house. Watch it. And you get it and get the keys to the house only to give it to somebody else. So it's unimaginable for us to get your dream house and then give the keys to somebody else. Get your dream car and then give the keys to somebody else. It's a plan that's so daring and so bold only God would do it. Are you still here? Uh, well, so, so that what God does is a divine and a holy God. He's chosen in his sovereignty to partner with humanity. Uh, and can I tell you that that's really the story of the whole Bible? That what God does is div a divine and holy God has chosen throughout antiquity to partner with humanity in order to accomplish what is his plans in the earth. 
He has chosen in his sovereignty to partner with humanity. Somebody say amen. Where, 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 where he, where God, the divine, and, and human beings are working together. Uh, watch it. Just like in a marriage. For better or for worse. So that God literally says, uh, I'm so committed to this partnership uh, that, that, that for better or for worse, uh, I'm going to make sure that it works. Uh, let me work my case. Because over and over we see it throughout scripture that God, while he is sovereign and in control of everything, he can do whatever he wants to. Watch it. He simultaneously is committed to the partnership that he's forged with mankind. Let me say it to you again, that God, while he is sovereign, while God is in control of everything, while God can do anything, while God is omnipotent, he is all-powerful, while God is sovereign, he has chosen to be committed to the partnership that he's forged with mankind. Oh, my God. So, so, so that let me help you see this because in Genesis, look at God in Genesis chapter 18. Oh, my God. When God in his sovereignty has determined to destroy Sodom, he's determined to destroy this wicked city. But Abraham, who is a representation of the partnership that God has with mankind, he stands up to say, but God, you want to destroy this city, but would you destroy this city? If, would, you, would you destroy the righteous with the wicked? Oh, my God. And Abraham goes deeper into negotiations with God because God is committed to partnering with mankind. So before he does anything in the earth, he's got to check and literally allow the partnership to work with humankind. So Abraham, who is a represent, representation of that partnership, says, God, will you destroy the righteous with the wicked? He goes into negotiations with God. He says, God, if there are 50 righteous, will you destroy the city? God, if there are 40 five righteous will will you still destroy the city he says well if it's 45 i won't destroy the city he said well god just by chance if it's only 30 righteous in the city will you still destroy the city he said no i won't destroy it if it's 30 right he said well god i don't mean to bother you but if it's only 20 righteous in the city will you will you preserve the city he said no my well abraham i'll preserve the city well god i don't want to bug you just one more time if it's only 10 righteous in the city will you preserve the city and god is so committed to his partner that God refuses to execute his judgment on a city. Why? Because he's committed to partnership. Oh my God. So, so that God delays his judgment on an entire city while he negotiates with one human being. Oh my God. Oh my God. He's negotiating with one human being about an entire city. Oh my God, I hope y'all getting this. It's because God is committed to partnering with mankind. Somebody say amen. You, you, you jaywalk to 1 Kings chapter 18. Oh my God. And a God who can do anything. A God who is sovereign. A God who controls the sun, moon, the stars, the atmospheres. That he controls the galaxy. He literally watches it. He has a man. He, has, he literally waits for a man to pray before he will allow the clouds to release rain. 1 Kings chapter 18, Elijah, Elijah is there. And the Bible says that God waits for Elijah to go up on Mount Carmel, put his head between his legs and get down and call for rain before God will literally release rain. God can send rain anytime he feels like it. God is sovereign. God can do what he wants to. But because he's committed to partnership, he waits for a man to actually pray and say, send the rain because he's committed to partnership.
Are you still here? Okay, none of that work. Watch, watch him work. Watch him while, while God wants to restore. Even in, in, in Ezekiel 37, Bible says that a prophet is standing there in a valley of dry bones. And God in his sovereignty, he's determined that he wants to restore a nation. Oh my God, but he needs somebody in the earth to prophesy to the nation. Oh my God, before he can restore the nation, he got to have somebody in the earth to say, here's what God wants to do in the nation. And God is so committed to partnership that even though he wants to restore the nation, even though he can do whatever he wants to in the nation, he won't do it because he's committed to partnership. So he's got to have a prophet stand up and say, these bones can live. And God refuses to violate his partnership with mankind. Because God is committed to his partnership. Okay, none of that work. Watch him while he wants to restore a fallen human race. But in order to do so, watch it. He who is divine uh, has to also become human. Oh, my God. So that, the human, so that the divine God has to form a partnership with humanity. So that a Jesus incarnate can come and be literally 100% God and be 100% man. And he has to form a partnership in order to make sure that redemption comes to mankind. Why? Because while God is sovereign, God is also committed to partnering with mankind. Are you still here? Uh, because God has determined, watch it, to work through human, humanity and not independent of humanity. That's tweetable. That's Facebookable right there. God has determined to, rate, to work through humanity and not independent of humanity. Watch it, even though he can. He can do whatever he wants to do. He's sovereign. He is God, but he is so committed to partnership, he is committed to working through humanity and not independent of humanity. Are you still here? Uh, let me just park there for a minute because somebody got a deer in the headlights. Look, uh, because th th this is why, in spite of God's sovereignty, that things get so messed up in the earth. Things get so messed up in the earth because of this one point. Because God has determined to work through humanity and not independent or absent of humanity. Things get so messed up in the earth because God is committed to working through humanity. Okay, uh, let me say it like this. Uh, it, it, it's also why uh, at times it takes God a while in order to bring about the changes in the earth that he wants. So there are things that God wants in the earth things that God has determined to come to the earth, things that God has determined to manifest in the earth, but sometimes it's taken longer than it should. Why? Because God has determined to work through humanity and not independent of humanity. So it takes longer. Why? Because he's waiting on humanity to work with him. Preach, boy. I already am. They just ain't getting it. You got to help them. Uh, because our thinking is this, that if God is sovereign and he can do anything, then why doesn't he just change the thing that's wrong? That's our thinking because we're so lazy like that. And we think God ought to just do everything. But here's the thing. God says, I could change it. Watch it. But I'm too committed to my partnership in order to override it just because you want me to change something now. 
I won't override my partnership with you even though you got a sense for immediate gratification. Are you still here? Uh, so now you grow disillusioned. Uh, wondering why God isn't doing a particular thing that he's promised to do. And you're like, how come God ain't moved in this yet? How come God ain't did this yet? How come God ain't showed up in this yet? And you frustrated and mad and disillusioned with God and your faith is withering and all of that because here it is, the answer is, please don't miss this because here's the thing, in a partnership, God will never do what is your part in the partnership to do. Preach, boy. God will never do what is your part in the partnership to do. He's only going to do his part in the partnership. Are you still here? Oh, my God. That brings me to my text. You thought I forgot it, but here it is. We right front and center. We right where we need to be. And in Psalm chapter 8, the psalmist says this. Watch it. When I consider your heavens, when I consider the works of your fingers, uh, when I consider the moon, the stars, uh, which you have ordained, when I consider all of what you did uh, in that creative ep episode, what is man that you are so mindful of him? When you did all of this creating without man, why is it that you've at this point decided to include man? What is man that you are so mindful of him? Why is it at this juncture do you feel you need man to do anything in the earth? Look at what you did without man. What is man that you are so mindful of him? Somebody say amen. And the son of man that you, that you would visit him. Watch, watch verse number five because he says this, for you, for you have made him. Watch it, your third shout on a Sunday morning. Don't miss it. He says, for you have made him a little lower than the angels. Church folk don't know when to shout. Oh, my God, I promise I got to put it up on the screen and let you know it's shouting time. Because watch it. He says, you have made him just a little lower than the angels. Uh, the word angels there is the word Elohim. It literally refers to God. You literally made him just a little lower than God himself. You made him just a little lower than the angels. Watch it. And then he says, you've crowned him with glory. And honor. Oh my God. You crowned him with glory and honor. I'd shout over just being crowned with glory. Because <laughs> if you understand what glory is, I'd shout over just being crowned with glory. Because glory in the Hebrew is the word kabod. It literally means this. Watch it. Reputation. So what God does is he crowns you with a reputation that you ain't even earned. You're missing it. I'm, I'm going to come get you, though. I ain't going to leave you there. Uh, he, he crowns you with glory and honor. Uh, he crowns you with a reputation that you haven't earned. Uh, he says he crowns you with glory and honor. Honor in the Hebrew, it literally means magnificence. So, so that he crowns, you, he crowns you with a reputation and a magnificence, and, and anybody who knows magnificence, when magnificence steps into the room, it makes everything else look ordinary. 
Okay, okay. I, I, I thought I had somebody who understood and knew their own magnificence. But, 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 but when I step into the room, everything has to take notice. Why? Because God's crowned me with not only glory, but he's crowned me with honor. So there is magnificence about me. Watch it. It ain't because I'm just a wonderful self. It's because of what God's crowned me with. He's crowned me with glory and honor. Oh, my God. So, so then watch it. I'm, I'm coming back to get that. Verse 6 says this. It says this. Watch it. Uh, that, that you have made him to have dominion. You just made him have it. My God, y'all missing all the shouts. He said, he said you made him have dominion with his cowardice self, with his weak self. You just made him have dominion with his defeated self, with her defeated self. You made her have dominion. With losses under her belt, you made her have dominion. With, with, with abuse in her background, you made her have dominion. Uh, with all kinds of stuff on her resume, you made her have dominion. With a criminal record longer than he'd been away from home, you made him have dominion. Are you still here? Oh, my God. You made him have dominion over the worst of your hands. Watch it. And then you put all things under his feet. Oh, my God. So that, watch it, since he's given you dominion, uh, what God has done then is literally partnered with you. So that he gives you dominion. And he gives you dominion over stuff, watch it, that you don't even realize you got dominion over. Because he made you to have it. So that God makes you have dominion. And he gives you dominion. And he, he literally partners with you. Touch somebody say, I'm a partner of God. I'm, I, I'm God's partner. I'm his partner. So that God refuses. He is so partnered with you that he refuses to violate his commitment to partnership. He refuses to violate that commitment so that there are some things that God is waiting on you to speak to. There are some things that God is waiting on you to exercise dominion in. There are some things that he is waiting on you to take authority over. And can I tell you that for what you've got to speak to, that your reputation precedes you. Oh my God, you missing it. Okay, let me, let me close with this. Let me close with this. Uh, I got a call last week uh, from a guy who wants me to come speak uh, in, in, in February 2018, and, and, and I've never met the guy. He's never met me. Uh, he called, said, uh, I, I, I need for you to come and speak, Bishop Dawson. Uh, he said, I know we've never met. Uh, I, I know uh, you don't know me. He said, but I need you to come speak. Uh, he said, and the reason is because I've talked to 10 people. Uh, and all 10 people told me, if the conference that you have is going to be a success, you got to get Bishop Dawson. He said, for this conference, you, you're going to need Bishop Dawson. Watch it. I've never met him. He's never met me. But watch it. My reputation. My reputation preceded me. My reputation went before me. And can I tell you that for you, God has already allowed your reputation to speak in your situation. The challenge that you're scared of, the stuff that you've been afraid to speak to, the stuff that the devil been whooping you up one post and down the other, God has already spoke your reputation into it and said they already got dominion over you. They already got authority over you. All they got to do is exercise it. If they exercise it, are you already 
defeated because I've already put everything under them. All you got to do is exercise it. Your reputation precedes you. So that what it is that the devil been trying to help you make you feel defeated about. But what it is the devil been keeping his foot on your neck about. God says you already got authority over it. But what it is, you've been waiting for God to do something about. He said, that's not my role in the partnership. I've given you power over all the powers of the enemy. I've given you power to tread on serpents and upon scorpions so that nothing could by any means hurt you. I've given you the keys to the kingdom of heaven so that you could bind and loose and whatsoever you bind in the earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose in the earth shall be loosed in heaven. I'm waiting for you to open your mouth and take authority over some stuff. Exercise dominion over some stuff. Quit acting like a pump and exercise dominion. God says, because the reality is, God says, I'll never do in the partnership what is your responsibility in the partnership. God says, I'll only do what is my part in the partnership. Because a whole lot of folk, thank you, Holy Ghost, have been frustrated with God. Because you want him to do your part of the partnership. And God says, I'm not going to do your part. Because then it's no longer a partnership. It's a sole proprietorship. But it is a partnership. Meaning I got a part, but then you got a part. And I'll never do your part. There are some things you got to exercise dominion over. There are some things you got to exercise authority over. So when the enemy attacks your body, you got to say that healing is the children's bread. I wish I had a witness in the room. You got to know how to, how to, speak, to your, speak to your own self in psalms and in hymns and in spiritual songs. You got to know how to declare that by his stripes I'm already healed. I exercise dominion. It doesn't matter what I feel in my body. I'm declaring what it already is. I call those things that be not as though they were exercised dominion. God says, I'll never do in the partnership what is your responsibility in the partnership. I'm done. Stand to your feet. It's the true essence of partnership. You've been listening to the New Life Christian Church radio broadcast with your host, Bishop Harold Dawson, Jr. New Life Christian Church is located at 2018 West Kellogg Avenue in West Peoria, Illinois. For more information on New Life Christian Church, please give us a call at 309-676-5433 or log online to nlccpeoria.org. The New Life Christian Church radio broadcast can be heard every Friday from 1.30 p.m. to 2 p.m. on M1140 WVEL or online at WVEL.com. On behalf of Bishop Harold Dawson, Jr. and the New Life Christian Church family, we pray that you have a safe and blessed week.